think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Fine face, the thing is saying to me. How hard is it to find? You got several faces to choose from here. Um, hello, everyone. It's me. It's Jake. Greetings. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to uh, lovely Tuesday. We've got some um, Bible stories. Got a letter from Grandma. Ready, ready for the action. On board. Here we go. Not quite yet. First, it's time to say hello to people. I'm hoping that I can... Uh, I don't understand. Where is everyone here? I'm just going to scroll down and see if I can find the... <clears throat> no, this is it. I click to expand. Oh, there you are. Hello, Dave. Hello, Joan. Pick. Greetings, Bob. Rachel. Hello, Dave. Keith. Howdy doody. And, uh, and welcome aboard. <laughs> Grandma V2. Um... <coughs> I think it's still going to be the same, the same grandma we love from before, but um, I'm just going to turn off this special effect because we're underway now. Um, still going to be the grandma we know uh, from before. But yes, Christopher, party time. Exactly. Lady Jerry will not be here today. I just saw her go out the gate. She's got things to do. Uh, we're soundproofing the uh, upstairs. I see, Michael, that you're here. Greetings to you and Darren. Howdy doody. Scott, crazy wind today. Oh, yeah, it was crazy windy today down here, too. We, I, was out, uh, I was out in the ocean for my swim today, and it was a bit, uh, a, a bit nutso out there. I mean, very churny, disorganized, up and down, and yeah, it was wild. Scott, double Scots are here. Um, yeah, very, uh, very busy in the ocean today. Uh, but it was a vigorous swim, challenging. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as, uh, as I did. But again, it was great. Uh, you had a blast on the kayak today, Dave. Good. <laughs> you ready to put a sail on? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know about that. Sail on a kayak? That's a bit unheard of, isn't it? Then you'd have a sailboat. That wouldn't be a kayak. Um, well, as I check, I, I, I've been a little worried about the fun meter, but uh, I think it's functioning well. We're still in the good zone, and I've had a guy in to look at the fart machine. And it seems like it's working. Oh, that's good news. Michael, greetings to you in Switzerland, sitting there with your friends Johnny and Jim. <laughs> Walker and Beam, yes, those are some good guys. I've spent some time with them before. Um... And they can really help you with your dancing, in my experience. Uh, so uh, let me know if you have the same. Uh, oh, God, I, I'm seeing some kind of weird ghosty image on the screen, but I don't think that's actually a thing. Um, it is a thing, a sail on a kayak. I didn't know that, Dave. Congratulations, Jen. It's good to see that you're here. Now that you're here, we can get on with the Bible. I've previewed today's Bible story. Um, and we're in a pretty, uh, now this bit is always exciting in the mute, in the movie version, hello, Uma, in the movie version of the Bible, uh, in the many movie versions of the parts of the Bible that we've seen, the plagues, plagues of Egypt, solid. I mean, this is, as a producer, this is, uh, this is what you're looking for. Uh, the plagues of Egypt. Oh my God. 
And uh, so let me get the flashlight out because I'm in a position here where I can't completely see the children's Bible the way I like. But because we don't have the wide angle, you can't um, you can't see the uh, my methods of Bible reading. But I guess I can hold it up to get it into the shot a little bit here. The plagues of Egypt. Oh, and I have to say, I previewed this, and I oh my goodness. You know, an actual Johnny Walker and a Jake Daniels. Dave, you're really happening. Um, all right. So, the plagues of Egypt. Once more, Moses and Aaron pledged, pleaded with Pharaoh to let the people go. They're trying to get Pharaoh to let the Jewish people go. Pharaoh's got them as slaves. Naturally, he doesn't want to let them go. When Pharaoh refused to listen... They struck the waters of the River Nile. Now, they've also, they've already, last week on the Bible, uh, we, saw, we saw Moses and Aaron uh, bang the cane down and turn it into a snake, and then Pharaoh's magicians could do that one. So that didn't get them anywhere. So this time, they struck the Nile with the, with the uh, cane. At once, the water turned to blood, and all the fish died, and the dead fish rotted in the sun and stank. It is a children's Bible. We all know that the fish would stink if they rotted in the sun. For seven days, the whole of Egypt ran with blood, and there was no water to drink. So this is seven days of blood in the river. But Pharaoh refused to free the Israelites. And if you think Pharaoh's thick-headed now, wait till you hear the rest of this story. So Moses and Adam and Aaron followed God's uh, command and stretched their sacred staff over the Nile. At once, throughout all of Egypt, frogs in their hundreds and thousands came hopping out of the rivers, streams, and ponds, hopping into people's houses, into their cupboards and ovens, even into their beds. Obviously, this is for children. Can you imagine a frog in your bed? Terrible. Horrified, Pharaoh sent for Moses, said, I'll ask your God to take away the plague, he implored, and I'll let your people go at once. Okay, so let me get this straight, Pharaoh. The Nile turns into blood. All the streams and rivers turn into blood. There's no water to drink, but frogs everywhere. Now you've had enough. Okay, um, so overnight the frogs died. They lay several deep in the villages and the fields until they were gathered up into evil-smelling heaps. Again with the smelling. Dead, anim dead animals smell bad, and amphibians and fish smell particularly bad. And when Pharaoh saw that the plague was over, he went back on his word. Oh, Pharaoh. Then Aaron struck the sand beneath his feet, and the millions of grains of sand turned into millions of lice that crawled and slithered over every man, woman, and beast that lived in the land. But Pharaoh's heart, heart was like stone. Now, okay, I don't know if you've had head lice with kids at school, but we've had lice a few times. And I'm not talking about all the sand is turning into lice. I'm just talking about your kid's got head lice and you got to get one of those combs and the medicine. It's a pain in the neck. And I'm saying, whatever you want, I'd like to get rid of that. But Pharaoh's heart is stone. Next came a cloud of flies, fat, black flies that crawled into people's mouths and under their eyelids. I'm assuming they're also crawling into whatever cranny and crevice you've got. Again, Pharaoh begged Moses in return for the Israelites' freedom to rid him of the plague. And when the flies were gone, again he went back on his word. So, but but this is this is what's illogical. I hate to point out inconsistencies in the Bible, but um, the lice would be enough. The flies, they don't seem that much worse than lice. But Pharaoh's, at that point he says, no, I'll let you go. Then he says, no, 
This time, the Lord sent to Egypt disease that killed every horse and camel, all the oxen, the goats, and the sheep, every one. <coughs> okay. But the Pharaoh still would not let the children of Israel leave. What the hell, Pharaoh? I mean, who elected this guy, Pharaoh? I get, I get, you don't get elected as Pharaoh, but this is a particularly thick dude in the thick in the head that he, the rivers turn to blood. There's flies and frogs and lice. And now all their farm animals are dead. God said to Moses and Aaron, take a handful of ashes from the fire and throw it into the air. And as they did this, the ashes spread into a hideous sickness that broke out in boils, covering the skin of both men and animals. And when it says and animals, it's the ones that didn't just die in the last plague. But Pharaoh was still not moved. Oh, my God. Yeah, you think you can get me with boils? I've already had your frogs and your lice and your flies. Then God told Moses to stretch his hand toward the heavens. And instantly there was a crash of thunder, red hot lightnings zigzagged along the ground. And a heavy hail fell from the sky, flattening whole fields and smashing open trunks of trees. Pharaoh summoned Moses. Ah, now I'll do as you say. If you uh, stop the storm... So Moses spoke to the Lord, and the hail and thunder stopped. But the children of Israel were still not released. Pharaoh, oh my God, how did this guy get to be the CEO of Egypt? He cannot stick to a deal. Um, so that same day, an east wind began to blow, and it blew all day and all night, and with the wind came locusts, finally. They came in such numbers that the sky was black and they covered the land so that the land was black and there every remaining blade of grass, every leaf, every fruit left hanging from a tree, the locusts ate all of it. So all the animals are dead. All the plants just got beaten, eaten by locusts. The rivers turned into blood. They've had lice and frogs and flies. When Pharaoh repented, God turned the wind and locusts were blown into the Red Sea. But God's people were still kept captive. Ah, the Pharaoh, he thinks he can win this one. I don't understand. Well, you got to say, I'll say one thing for this Pharaoh. He's an optimist. He really believes that things are going to turn around. So God told Moses to stretch out his hand and darkness fell upon Egypt and there was no light for three days. Pharaoh sent for Moses. Now you may go and all your people, but you must leave your flocks behind. Oh, and then Moses said, this I may not do. Okay, so now Moses, Pharaoh is finally ready to deal. And Moses is like, you're in no position to negotiate, Pharaoh. You see what we've got going for us. We're taking our flocks and we're flocking off. Uh, then I shall keep your people as slaves and I forbid you ever to come into my presence again. If you disobey me in this, you will die. So Pharaoh is really throwing down an ultimatum to Moses. And I don't think he's into... Uh, in a situation where he can bargain. But that's Pharaoh for you. And then the 10th plague, that's next week in the Bible. <laughs> so, yeah, boy, what can we learn from Pharaoh? Well, you've got to admire his optimism, but at some point, optimism is foolhardiness. And this Pharaoh needs to friggin' wake up and smell the coffee. That's what I'm saying. But now I'm scrolling up to see what happened while I was reading this. Frog stampede is a horrifying thought. Yes. Um, uh, uh, is the story true that Jack Daniels died after kicking a safe, breaking his foot, and he got gangrene? I don't know, Keys, but that is a good story. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
bring that up. Oh, the video is amazingly clear. You can count the nose hairs. Well, I was noodling around with the lighting, so maybe that was helpful. But uh, I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to put my nose hairs on parade. So I don't know what to do about that. Um, <laughs> they had a display in Austin where they said that they had the safe that killed Jack Daniels. Hmm, interesting. I've got to get back to Austin, that's for sure. Uh, Darren, you've got something about frogs here. This reptile is mentioned in the Old Testament, only in connection with one of the plagues which fell on the land of Egypt. Yes, well, uh, it's not a reptile, the frog. It's an amphibian, uh, I would point out, Darren, respectfully, to that source. Flies under the eyelids would be a deal breaker for you, Pick. Yes, flies under the eyelids. Well, these lice, lice are way tinier than flies, and you got to believe they were in some terrible spots. Um, what a butter dick indeed, Dave. Um, <laughs> you take any of those plagues before being forced to watch The Bachelor? Flies under your eyelids would be welcome. Oh, Bob, I think you're being facetious, but uh, I'd watch all The Bachelors back-to-back, uh, before I had to do any of those plagues. That's what I'm saying. Of the ten plagues, the eighth was uh, that of locusts. Moses warned the Pharaoh um, that God would send so many locusts that they will cover each and every tree of the land and eat all there is to be eaten. Yeah, Darren, I'm working off a children's Bible, so we don't really have all those details that you have uh, on your sources. Um, Oh, Jen, you're saying you love this time of year when I can watch Charlton, the greatness that is Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments. That You keep imagining him telling the Jews that Silent Green is made out of people. Uh, I do love that Charlton Heston is uh, Moses, uh, not Jewish Charlton Heston, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. What do I know? I could be wrong. But he seems like a white guy to me, uh, Gentile. Um, my retired pastor father-in-law was so proud that you used to always show up for this on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, Ed. Uh, I'm trying to do the best I can. Um, <laughs> the product, you're craving Soylent Green? Yeah, you can see that back there, can't you? That was a gift from Jen. Uh, Soylent Green is Tuesdays. All right. Oh, you're saying Google search calls frogs reptiles, Darren. Well, yes, we can blame a lot of our problems on Google if, if you really start to think about it. Um, and now it's time, we're halfway through today's show, for the letter from Grandma. And today's is a corker. I've read it already prior to the show and, of course, once since the pandemic began. It's from September 15th, 1982. So I'm 22 years old, living in San Francisco. I've been there for... Um, <clears throat> A year and a half now, and uh, here we go. This is from Grandma, my mom's mom. Today is school election, so expect we will vote. Would you please write your aunt and thank her for your birthday card and gift and tell her how you are doing at work? Hmm. This tells you something about 22-year-old me. I wasn't so good at writing to Grandma. In fact, I'm fairly, I think we can say, with no uncertainty that uh, she wrote to me more than I wrote to her. September 6th, went to a Friendship Star meeting at Traer, which is a neighboring town, and the first part of the program, uh, a dance teacher brought some children, and they gave 12 numbers of tap dancing. Very good. Now, I don't know if you can all really... Sometimes I read these things, and I don't know if you completely imagine it, but uh, imagine 12... 12 numbers of tap dancing. 
uh, by children. And let me tell you something. This is not Gregory Hines. Uh, that's a lot of tap dancing. That's a lot of amateur tap dancing. More than most people can handle, handle in the evening. Um, but Grandma says it was very good. After the meeting, the worthy patron, which is a dude, the worthy matron, which is my Aunt Charlotte, and the worthy patron wore his pink panther suit, in quotes, and gave gifts to the grand officers. So I think the patron is over the worthy matron, even though this Eastern Star is all women. The patron shows up in a pink suit to patronize them, and uh, he gave gifts to all the grand officers. September 7th, and who am I to judge Grandma's social activities these many decades in the future? September 7th, we were invited to Rhinebeck Potluck and Friendship Night. It was nice, too. Doesn't say anything about any pink suits. September 8th was Ladies' Aid, and Charlotte made two dozen cookies for the sale basket. Thursday, the 9th, now this is fast and furious socializing, was $5 chopped dinner for church, and Charlotte made two pies. But she was so sick, she couldn't go to the dinner. It was very good. <laughs> Sunday, the 12th, uh, we went to Morrison, Grundy County Museum, and saw square dancers, all kinds of old tools, an individual corn planter to plant one kernel at a time. Just think how long it would take to do a field. There's not even a question mark. That's a, that's a statement. Just think about how long it would take to do a field. Uh, tonight, September 14th, we are going to guest night at church. And September 15th, to Conrad, to a guest star friendship night. Wow, they're so busy, Charlotte and Grandma. Charlotte and I each had a letter from Sue yesterday. Just didn't get here before Sunday. Um, just came back from voting place, and we were the 12th and 13th. People just don't go. Well, let me tell you what turns that around, Grandma. <laughs> you elect a reality TV show host, President. You get a big turnout to the next election. How many hours are you at work? How is Gracie? That's my cat. Jean and Earl, that's our neighbors across the street who have a son that's roughly my age, are building a deck on the south side of the house. Dennis, that's their son, received a government grant through Decora and is going to Drake University for 12 months. Rooms uh, with a friend that he knew at Decora. It is public relations. That's, I guess, his major. I wonder whatever happened to Dennis, and I hope he's well. Uh, has two night classes. He's trying to get a job to help out with expenses. He was just working here and there, sometimes tending bar this summer. Please write, lots of love, Grandma. Yeah, so that's that's their neighbor, Dennis Kroger. I'm sure he went on and had a great career. He's probably retired now. Um, we used to play uh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> Dennis, my sister, and I. Um, I think I always wanted to be uh, the torch, the human torch, uh, Johnny. I can't remember his last name. Um, <laughs> these women are ten times more busy in their 80s than you are in your 40s, Jen. I can't believe it either. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of business. Um, <laughs> Charles Neston is such a ridiculous overactor. The more you watch him, the more you just love it. I agree with you, Jen. I agree with you. Yeah, he's uh, and I love the th I love I love the Bible stuff, the Planet of the Apes stuff. I love that he's all of that. Um, 
<laughs> Charlton Heston seemed almost likable in last night's rerun of Tombstone. I haven't seen Tombstone in a while, Scott. That's a good, that's a good tip. Um, that's a good tip. <laughs> yeah, Gary, you're saying you think the tenth plague, maybe twelve numbers, twelve tap dancing children numbers. I think you might be right about that. Um, all right, here we go. On guest day at church, does Satan show up in God's house? I don't know, Bob, but that is a good question. Uh, I'm curious what kind of letters Sue got also keys. And so I, I did speak to her yesterday after the show for a minute on the phone. I should ask her if she's got any of Grandma's old letters that she'd like to share with us. Um, so this is from Charlotte. Charlotte's inserted a missive. <laughs> she's just written this on a scrap of paper that she's put into the same letter. Uh, so this is Charlotte's bit. Uh, your mom's birthday is Friday, September 24th. Be sure and mail her a card. Grandma Plug's birthday is October 9th. You can send her a postcard, too. I'm enclosing two car postcards for you to send. Better send Grandma a postcard before October 9th. She will be 85, and she isn't always all too peppy. She'd love to hear from you uh, with a card. We all would. Hope all is going well with you. Uh, you think you might go to UCLA second semester and take up aerodynamics or some form of engineering or computer science or business administration, uh, now you can ask me what I'm going to do. <laughs> Finish out my year in Eastern Star. That's the answer. She's put it in parentheses. Uh, we're supposed to get our house painted this week. And then she gives the address. Love, Charlotte. So uh, Aunt Charlotte and Grandma really pulling their weight this week. In uh, the Letters from Grandma segment, I have to say, uh, it's been a big week for the Bible and a big week for Grandma and Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, I'm enjoying these letters the second time through as much as I enjoyed them the first time through. Um, <laughs> Rachel, you're picturing Aunt Charlotte speaking this through a bullhorn. Well, she wasn't really loud, but she would, um, <laughs> she, could make, she could make herself very clear. Um, Ouija, greetings. Good to see you. Greetings to you from a parking lot. Um, I've been looking at some extra tough rubber boots for our trip this summer, which, uh, uh, they were described to me the first time I saw extra tough boots, uh, as, uh, Alaskan tennis shoes. They're the, you know, those brown boots. Everyone else knows, uh, doesn't know Ouija, but I know that you know they're the brown boots with kind of a cream color, uh, strip around the base, like the... <laughs> Like these vans I'm wearing, only uh, a boot, and then this part is cream, and the rest of the boot is this sort of milk chocolate brown. All right, so I'm looking at those. That's a thing that I'm looking. <laughs> I still have time to get that aerodynamics degree. Yeah, I still have time keys, but I don't know if I have time to get a job in aerodynamics. I don't know if they're hiring any uh, uh, former comedians in their 60s, although I'm not a former comedian. I was just talking to my manager today at lunch. We had lunch today. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to see if I can uh, visit her. She's relocating, as I told you, to Nashville. Uh, how old would Charlotte have been in 1982? I guess if Grandma was 85, Charlotte must have been, uh, she must have been at least 65. So she'd been a little bit older than I am now. Mm. How much of these letters do I remember when I read them, Ouija? Um, <laughs> I can't remember reading them last year. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't remember a lot. Of, I remember a lot of the stuff that's in the letters, but I don't remember the exact letters. 
I do remember one particularly horrible letter I got from Charlotte, but uh, mercifully I haven't saved that. <laughs> or I would share it with you, believe me. Um, Dave, you're saying you have some serious lingering brain frog from both shots. That's it. I'm getting my second shot on Thursday. So is Lady Jerry. So we'll see what kind of ramifications we have from that. Hopefully it won't affect the show. We're going to try and shoot over there at noon. So she, we should be done for, with the shots by by showtime at 3. Um, so anyway, I had lunch with my manager today. And we discussed, uh, she's moving to Nashville. So we discussed the possibility of me to come visit her in Nashville and do some sets there at the comedy club that's owned by a friend of mine. The Nashville Zanies is a great place, and uh, my friend Brian uh, owns owns it. And uh, I'm hoping that I might be able to go there and do a few short sets, live with my manager, or shorter sets, kind of get my get my stage legs back and uh, have some fun in Nashville. Eat some hot chicken. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jen, you're saying that's why you need, I need you as your new manager. Um, just saying you'd be awesome. Uh, you used to book Dallas bands. How much harder could it be? Probably not that much harder, Jen. Um, maybe I can put you, I can bring you on as a, uh, as a, as a, I don't know, assistant helper, uh, Jen Friday. Have you seen my rider? No, I haven't seen my rider. Not in some time. It includes, I think, a banana and a turkey sandwich, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, Jen could have me opening for Black Sabbath. It would be great. Um, Ed, you're saying your second shot really knocked you out the second day by the third day much better. Yeah, we ha well, I'm getting the Pfizer. You got the Moderna. Um, Joan, you can bank Nashville. Well, I'll let you know. Um, I'll let you know if I'm, if I'm going to be in Nashville and, uh, I'll still be doing the show at that time too, I think. Um, so, Gary, you're saying you had your second Moderna shot and all you had was a sore shoulder for a day and a half. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for, a sore shoulder. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm, here's, here's the puzzler that I woke up wondering last night. I'm getting my second shot. So I got my first shot in my left arm and, uh, because it's my non-dominant arm. And then the second shot's supposed to give you some pain, but I thought, well, should I get it in the other arm so that I've, so that I'm, I'm, symmetrical or do I just double up in my non-dominant arm? Uh, there you go. That's the kind of question that I've got for you on a Tuesday. And now a question for me out of the question box. Um, some of these questions that are supposed to be party questions are not, uh, th this first one was really similar to one of the questions we've already read. Uh, I've already read, which is what's the best teacher you ever had? I think I already asked that question. Um, oh, in order of importance, how would you rank love, spirituality, and freedom? Mm. Well, you, you gotta love, spirituality, and freedom. How would I rank those in, in order of importance? Well, you gotta put freedom first because uh, if you don't have freedom, that's gonna restrict you in the love and spirituality order as history has taught us. So freedom has got to be first. And then I would say love has got to be second because uh, for me, it's about other people before it's about some kind of uh, higher being. But at the same time, 
I do get that you want to have some allegiance to some higher principles influencing your relationships with other people. But for myself, just to make a long story shorter, uh, I would go freedom, love, spirituality. There you go. Jen, you're saying spirituality, love, and freedom, hands down. Interesting. Um, and here, now, where are we at? Uh, doesn't matter either arm. I like that. Jen's suggesting consultant as a description of her job. I like it. Uh, the trick to not having a sore shoulder is to move it around a lot right after you get it for about 15 minutes. Okay, well, I'm going to do that this time. Um, Dave is a glutton for symmetry. Yeah, me too. There's something about it. Yeah, I just like it. Uh, same arms is fine, Darren says. Uh, Scott said he did tree trimming all afternoon after shot one. Activity did not reduce pain in that shoulder. Okay, well, so the experts disagree on that one. I wonder if Pfizer-Moderna split would become the VHS beta of the 2020s. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Moderna is definitely the beta. Oh, Keith, well, there you go. Dave, you're saying you did the same arm. Arm wasn't too bad either time. Kayak like a lunatic the next day. Well, there you go. Brad is weighing in. Spirituality, love, freedom. Okay. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Keys, yes. Dave did put a key. Is, is thinking about putting a sail on his kayak. Hasn't done it yet. Um Yeah, Gary, you're saying that, uh, they gave you an option on arms. You would go with whatever arm they do not that you do not write with. That's what I did the first time. I went with the non-dominant arm. My left arm is the non-writing arm. Um, Laura, you missed most of the whole show, but hello. Uh, greetings to you in Las Vegas. I know you've got a lot to do in Las Vegas, so you're excused for whatever it is uh, that you've missed, and uh, everybody misses you. And luckily... Uh, the show's available in perpetuity throughout the universe on the Book of Faces, and then also I reposted on the Tube of You. So you've got all that going. But now, oh, here we go. Pick your way in. Spirituality, freedom, love would be a given. Would be a given with both spirituality and freedom. Love would be a given with both. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, a lot of people want to go spirituality first. I like it. Okay, that's good advice. Maybe I'm learning something. Or maybe I'm as dumb as I was when I got here. Uh, the years you did Ragbri every year, there was this guy with a sail bike. Oh, keys, I would love to see a photo of that if you've got it. You can post that in the chat. And Ragbri is on my list, my to-do list, once the pandemic is over, along with going out and doing some shows. I'm also thinking I might try and do a show up in Seattle at uh, Laughs in Seattle. I'm going to call them and get in touch and see if it's possible that I might be able to jump on stage for a short time when we're up picking up the camper. Um, so you're just in time for Seize the Day. Yes, STD. It's time. Skirts up. It's time for STD. Seize the Day. So it's Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021, and it is time for Seize the Day. And for a second there, I thought uh, I didn't know where Seize the Day was, but I do, and I've seized it. We're on Seize the Day 5, everyone. And today's Seize the Day. Uh, let's get through here. Um, Mark Twain. He came up yesterday, and uh, I skipped over him in favor of the other thing. But now I'm going with Mark Twain. You can't really lose with Mark Twain. Uh, 
Oh, my camper truck would be perfect for rag bride. Well, yeah, but but keys, you got to ride the you got to ride the bike. So someone else would have to drive the truck. I guess that's Lady Jerry, huh? Lady Jerry would be driving my sag wagon. Uh, Gary Williamson, uh, you're saying, oh Jacob, look up a Faraday pouch for your truck. Uh, there are vids on YouTube about it. Yeah, I was just reading about that today in uh, Truck Camper Magazine, which is a digital magazine online. You want to put your your electric key in a in a in in a pouch or a metal box so that your truck doors are not unlocked when you're sleeping in your camper. Um, I just was reading about that today, Gary. Thank you. Uh, that was very timely. I mean, yesterday would have been slightly more timely, but um, very good. Um, I don't understand what you guys are talking about with Johnson's right now, uh, uh, Dave and Jen. But uh, if you ever go to Jazz Fest, check out the Johnson Extension. It's a, they're a gospel group. And they're all from the same family. They're all named Johnson. And uh, so it's their extended family. And so they call their gospel group the Johnson Extension. And I went to see it because the name was funny. And I've gone to see it every year since because it's such a great group. Hard to know that they, hard to believe that they didn't know that Johnson Extension had a double meaning. Anyway, seize the day. Here we go. Um, here we go. Uh, today seize the day. Mark Twain. Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Mm-hmm. Small people do that, but the really good make you feel that you too can become great. Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people do that, but the really great make you feel that you too can become great. And I, and I think that that is true, and I also believe that uh, we're all going to be great. Um... So uh, take care of yourselves, and uh, let's go out there and be great. Uh, I will see you all tomorrow. I'm going to be discussing woodpeckers at someone's request on the show. I can't remember who requested woodpecker, but uh, that's going to be the animal for tomorrow. Hopefully Lady Jerry will be here. Don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Take care of yourselves. Put a sail on your kayak. Do what makes you happy. All of our dreams are going to come true before this is all over. Uh, but right now, it's time for me to take my daughter to basketball. Have a, have a good one. Talking to me. <laughs>